You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Hello, friends, neighbors, listeners. We are back with another exciting and enthralling episode of your favorite podcast. I know it's your favorite podcast. I know it is. And, you know, listen, real quick, you know, if it is, you should go and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, an honest five-star review on iTunes. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd love you forever for that. I mean, we already do because that's just how we do. But we would add to that infinitely more if you gave us an honest five-star review. Today, once again, we are joined via telephone by Barber County Campus Pastor Jeff Burnett. Jeff, thank you for joining us once again. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about spiritual gifts inventories and how to properly use them, especially in light of the fact that the past couple of weeks we've been in the book of 1 Corinthians and we've really been drilling down on those spiritual gifts chapters, which are chapters 12 through 14. And so we thought it would be a good idea to just talk about a gifts inventory because there are a lot of them. <laughs> you got to kind of figure out how to navigate them, how to most effectively utilize them, what they mean. So we just wanted to talk a little bit about that today. And Jeff... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you had actually shared a specific type of gifts inventory with the folks at your campus, had you not? Absolutely. When you were preaching this weekend, it occurred to me, as we were sitting there during the message, I'm like, you know what would be great is just to go out and find a free and pretty easy tool, an assessment to use to give people an opportunity to go online, check out their own spiritual gifts. And so I did that on Monday and found one on giftstest.com. Mm-hmm. And I was actually pretty impressed that they ask you 66 questions, pretty much about your likes and dislikes, things that basically come naturally to you as a Christian. Yeah. And so as you're taking this assessment at the end, you submit the information, and within seconds, your inbox gets an email And they share with you your top five of those, I mean, my goodness, like 20 spiritual gifts or more, (laughs) but they, they, they narrow down here. Here's, here's the five that are your wheelhouse. Awesome. So you kind of have been hinting at it. We kind of just detailed a little bit more of it, but I'd like to get a little more of a full definition. If someone in your congregation came up to you out of the blue and asked you, hey, Pastor Jeff, what is a spiritual gifts inventory, how would you answer them? Well, basically, it's just an assessment. It's an opportunity to, as you said, drill down on what areas has God naturally given me or gifts, basically, that he has given me that I can use to help further the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So when you're taking this assessment, it's going to give you, uh, and there's a whole bunch of assessments out there. This giftstest.com is just one. But it gives you, you know, some natural areas that God has wired you. And, you know, for example, some of those gifts could be a gift of prophecy, a gift of teaching, a gift of giving, a gift of mercy or faith, you know, being able to teach 
or have helps ministry. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I, I think of Tim Hawkins, a theologian, you know, Tim Hawkins. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you remember seeing this this uh, on YouTube somewhere, but he has a, a funny way of touching on this when he said that a pastor came up to him once was like, you know, Tim, I just think you have a servant's heart. You know, you have the gift of helps. Uh, why don't you go over there and start stacking chairs? You know, he's like, oh man, I don't want to. You know, I don't want that gift, yeah. you know, so anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. So it gives you just an opportunity basically to get a cursory glance at what some of the spiritual gifts are mm-hmm. and an opportunity to maybe kind of discover what your gifts might be then. Absolutely. So how do you most effectively utilize one, though? Because I think that's a question that people might have is I see that there are a lot of them. You mentioned that, you know, there are a lot of these spiritual gifts inventories, how do I most effectively utilize the one that I've picked? I think experience is the best teacher in this. And so trying something, you know, if you, Mm -hmm. if you take this inventory and you realize, okay, I have a gift of hospitality, who knew, but you know, if you have that gift, you know, maybe talk to your pastor or a leader at your church and just say, what's a way that I can, can utilize these gifts And I'm sure that they can point you in some right directions to give you opportunities. But for example, for hospitality, perhaps working as a greeter or or someone that's a welcome center host, making newcomers to the church feel comfortable, maybe hosting a community group and Mm -hmm. maybe opening your home, you know, or something like that. Uh, I knew you would love hearing that one. Yes. uh, (laughs) Please utilize those gifts for that. Yes, yes, absolutely. But honestly, a gift, someone has a gift of teaching, you know, well, well, maybe they're not going to be on our video screen, you know, teaching on Sunday morning, but there are so many ways you can use the gift of teaching, like right. being a, a leader at, at CR or being able to go to a local jail and sharing God's word, preaching to inmates, which is something that I do from time to time, right. teaching in a youth ministry program or a Sunday school class. There's mm-hmm. so many ways that you can utilize that gift, for example. Yeah. I'm curious if you think this is a fair statement. The results that you get on a spiritual gifts inventory are only going to reflect reality in proportion to your honesty. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, when you're answering those questions, you have to answer them as you are and as things are rather than what you wish they were. What you want it to be. Right. Yeah. Would you say that's fair? Oh, that's completely fair. And I think, I mean, I've taken so many behavioral science assessments in my adult life. You know, for example, Strings Finder, you know, Myers-Briggs personality tests, these right. types of, of uh, assessments. And yeah, it's real easy to when you see, like, for example, a lot of these uh, assessments will ask you to rank between, you know, one being low and five high, you know, and yeah. you're looking at, at that and you're thinking, well, you know, truth be told, I'm really probably a one or two, but gosh, I'd really love to be more like a three or four, you know? Right. So it's easy to maybe skew these. And for example, in this giftstest.com assessment, you know, they emphasize on the homepage, please, you know, be honest. There's, you know, there's, you're not in competition, you know, with other, other people's spiritual gifts. Let's just find out, you know, what you really have, what God has blessed you with, and then you can go from there. So right. uh, that's, that's a great point to make, Josiah. Yeah, because uh, I know that I've had conversations with folks who want to have a certain type of gift, and mm-hmm. unintentionally or intentionally, they sometimes try to skew reality around mm-hmm. whether or not they have that gift. And you think, no, I mean, 
you have gifts, but they don't have to be that one. You know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So I think that's a huge thing to keep in mind. And I really loved what you pointed out there about how you can kind of confirm whether or not you actually have the gifts that you get back on your inventory, because those are not, they're not 100% guarantees that, you know, you have the gifts that you get back on those inventories, right? Right. You may or may not. And what you were saying about plugging in, I think, especially into a community in the local church, I think that's the best way to discover whether or not you actually have those gifts and work into them. Would you say that's fair? Definitely. And, you know, for example, when I was offering this assessment to my congregation. I had taken them before, but it had probably been at least 10 years since I had taken a spiritual gifts assessment. I think it's interesting too, as your experience changes, sometimes your gifts evolve. You know, you mentioned Marianne Weller, how she was a nurse, she became a Christian, and it wasn't until that time where God gave her the gift of teaching Mm -hmm. and exhortation. She is fantastic in that role. We all love Marianne for her ability to just, you know, whether it's in a more of a professional counseling situation or, you know, at the office, she's the type person, you know, honey, how are you doing? You know, (laughs) and you just have a a way of uh, wanting to open up to her because she's, you could just sense she's genuinely caring and wants, wants to be able to listen and be able to advise as the Lord directs her. So for myself, the gift of apostleship for example, came up in my top five. And when I read the description of that, which they give you a description for each gift, I thought, wow, you know, it was talking about church planting. You know, and I had never really thought about myself having apostleship. But when I really looked at it, it's like, well, you know, come to think of it, the Lord did use me in that role five years ago to start what we have now in Barber County. So it's interesting how your experiences perhaps shape your gifts, Mm -hmm. uh, different interests, you know, interest can evolve. You know, there's ebbs and flows in these kinds of, of things. But definitely trying as far as the confirmation process, you know, just giving things a try, uh, mm-hmm. you know, seeing how it is. And for example, if the assessment comes up with you have a gift of healing, you're like, wow, I, I never really thought of myself in that way. Well, you know, perhaps God is asking you to be willing to go to a hospital and lay hands and pray, you yeah. know, over people from your church, you know, that are laid up in the hospital. And, and you know, obviously we can pray for them at home, but there's nothing like showing up right. and letting that person know, I care about you and we are praying for you and trusting God, you know, having faith to believe that God can heal you right. and, uh, and, and praying. So using those types of gifts, you know, not just, for example, I've, I've heard it put this way before that sometimes Sometimes we Christians have a way of studying something to death. You know, we we, re, we read about it, we analyze, you know, wow, you know. And I've heard it given as an example of you've got your fishing license, you know. Yeah. Well, now it's time to actually go and catch some fish. You know, oh, no, no, no. I want to I read up more on the types of fish and, <laughs> and exactly what type of rod I should buy. And, you know, yeah. but you don't actually get to the lake and cast out that bait and actually do it. And so right. I. I think that's kind of what we're talking about here is trying to actually put these gifts that God has given you into service. And you mentioned in your sermon, it's not just getting the gift, it is using it. And I think that is, is really a key. Yeah, you read Paul write to Timothy, fan Mm -hmm. into flame the gift of God that was Mm -hmm. given to you, which Mm -hmm. seems to indicate that, you know, there are times that gift is more evident maybe than other times or you continue to grow into it right? Mm -hmm. Yes. What are some ways that you might tell someone in your congregation about how they can measure their progress or growth in a gift? Because that's something you just hinted at is that sometimes 
your giftings or the way that you use your gifts, sometimes those may ebb and change a little bit. So how would you guide someone if they were seeking counsel on how to know whether or not they were growing or progressing in their use of their gifts? Measuring spirituality is a real challenge. <laughs> you know, I think if, if any of us could uh, really figure that one out, we could sell out at Barnes and Noble and do book <laughs> tours and, you know, finally write seminar teachers, you know, it. yeah, absolutely. But bottom line is, I feel like God does sometimes expand our comfort zones and, you know, it requires our being willing to step out in faith and try things. But as far as, you know, okay, how am I doing in this? And again, sometimes the more you experience it, the the more comfortable you get in that particular gifting or that role. And I think, you know, one thing that your dad has done encouraging us staff when we get together and pray is to ask God, okay, Lord, help me know what are my areas that I need to be growing in, you know? And so I just feel like asking God as the Holy Spirit's our best teacher, you know, Lord, how am I doing in this? Is this something that I need to be continuing or, or, you know, how can I improve in this? So just seeking the Lord, I think is, is one of the best ways. Because there are things, as Pastor Steve likes to say, some things are just our left hand, you know, some things are Mm -hmm. are in our right hand, you know, which is just kind of more of our comfort level. And I do believe in many ways we are naturally wired to do certain things and God created us. You know, we are fearfully and wonderfully made and knitted in our mother's womb to have certain personalities and just certain uh, natural giftings. And I think God can use those like he did with Paul. You know, you just referenced him. I mean, my goodness, you know, Paul a bold guy and here he is a tremendous apostle and evangelist and pastor's heart and Mm -hmm. just amazing in so many ways that God naturally created him to be. And then he was able to, to utilize those for God's kingdom. Yeah. I think that's huge and foundational to this. I wonder if the other side of that too, isn't again, what we've been hinting at throughout this discussion that you know, in some ways how you're growing or developing in your use of the gifts through the affirmation of your community. I mean, I even think of Acts chapter 6, I think it is, where the Hellenist widows and the Jewish widows are bickering over the food distribution. Yes. And Peter and the apostles are like, hey, Why are we doing all this yeah, yeah. We, we need to be preaching the word and praying. Like, that's part of our responsibility, and God's gifted us in these areas. And they apparently recognized and saw gifts of help and administration to some degree in the seven men that they Mm -hmm. selected to fulfill those roles of making sure that the food distribution was Mm -hmm. being done equitably. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I, I think another huge piece of that too is, again, being in that community where people know you. And you put yourself in a position where you're willing to hear what they have to say to you in regards to your gifts. Because I think that's another area where maybe our American individualism kind of comes back mm. to bite us is that yeah. we don't want to hear, you know, feedback in, on, on areas where we can maybe grow. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be affirmed, yes, but when it comes to constructive criticism, mm-hmm. I, I think we're a little hesitant in those areas. <laughs> Absolutely, because in general— if we're going to say it, you know, a lot of us have a way of being arrogant. You know, we are just kind of 
very comfortable and okay, here's who I am and I'm not willing to adapt or change or have anyone speak into my life. It takes a certain humility to just say, okay, God, what do you have for me? I'm going to be under authority and go to my community group leader or my pastor or somebody that I look up to in a spiritual way and just say, could you speak into my life in this area or how can I grow in this or that? And it does require a certain humility, which can be a bit of a, a challenge. For sure. So here's one final question. You mentioned earlier the various kind of personality assessments that you've taken, like Strength Finders, mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs personality test, mm-hmm. all super useful tools. I'm curious as to how you see those kinds of assessments intersecting with mm. a spiritual gifts inventory, because I think that's a very interesting realm of discussion. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I've taken the Strengths Finder a couple different times, probably 10 years ago, and then again, maybe five years ago. And just like with spiritual gifts uh, assessments, those can adapt slightly. And for example, right. my top five from Strengths Finder is maximizer, winning others over, communication, connectedness, and positivity. And you know, when I looked at the spiritual gifts test, mine were administration, apostleship, leadership, exhortation, and faith. And when I really started looking at how God naturally wired me and my spiritual gifts, I found how they they do tend to intersect, at least in my case. And just for example, administration, you know, the gift of administration is defined by this gifts test. You know, they describe it as the gift of administration is the divine strength or ability to organize tasks and groups of people to accomplish those tasks. Yeah. And my strengths finder gift is maximizer. And it's the same basic thing. You know, it's, right. it's organizing people, trying to get the most out of a group to accomplish the most you can. And so those definitely can be interchangeable. And yet, obviously, the spiritual giftings test gives you more of the spiritual connotation, the aspect that's going to benefit not just you or the people around you, but the kingdom. Right. You know, it's, it's really the overarching thing. And for example, another one of my gifts is winning others over, which sounds like a fun, woo is what StrengthsFinder calls it. But from, <laughs> you know, what, that, what that basically is, is I like meeting people. Yeah. You know? I, I really, that for me is fun. You yeah. know, I love meeting new people and having introductory conversations and just kind of getting to know them. And, you know, that's something I naturally like to do. Well, you know, when I looked at uh, the definition of apostleship, kind of some similar aspects, you know, meeting people and getting things started. And it is kind of uh, fascinating to see, you know, for example, exhortation and positivity, you know, kind of go somewhat hand in hand, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being able to be an encourager to people and share Christ with them and how they can grow spiritually. You know, that's kind of, those two can kind of go there. So what are some of yours? Uh, I'm, I'm curious as we're yeah. talking about the topic. So I've taken, as you have over the course of the years, a number of different types of inventory, both spiritual gifts related and personality related. When I take spiritual gifts inventories, mm-hmm. the top three are always some combination of teaching exhortation and mercy or pastoring, Uh which coincidentally enough, I just for fun took that gifts test assessment that you shared Uh on your campus's Facebook page. And my top three were teaching exhortation and mercy (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh, followed by affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. And I started teaching 
at the youth group at Lost Creek when I was 13. Wow. Um, that was when I like when I was like 11 or 12, I first started feeling that maybe I was called to ministry and I told Pastor Don, our Lost Creek youth pastor about that and foolishly perhaps right out the gate, he pretty much gave me opportunities to uh preach and teach at, uh, you know, that vulnerable young age. So for as long as I've been doing that, those gifts have shown up in my assessments. And I've spent the better part of the past 12 years learning how to grow into those and Mm -hmm. letting the church community affirm and confirm whether or not I actually have those gifts. So it's been an exciting and, dare I say, fun journey, (laughs) discovering those and living into those and trying to figure out with God's help how to share those with the church and to advance his kingdom. That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's wonderful. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts or comments to make on this topic before we close here? As you were just sharing, I thought, isn't it great that your family, and of course it behooves you as as a pastor's family (laughs) to be in church regularly. Yes. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, truly, no matter if someone's a pastor's family or or what, if, if you're a Christian family, it makes so much sense to get plugged into church faithfully, regularly, because if you weren't, for example, and you took that assessment and you had a gift of teaching and you asked the youth pastor, hey, can I use this? If somebody's just showing up once every other month, you know what I mean? You're, they're right. not going to say, yeah, yeah, let's give you a shot at that. You know, but if yeah. it's somebody that you're you're there a lot, you, you are showing yourself faithful to that ministry, well, you're going to get more opportunities. You know, so I think there's a lot to be said for, you know, as the passage in Hebrews saying, you know, don't forsake the assembly of of Christians. So finding a faith group, whether it be at a church or a community group, you know, life group, small group, home-based Bible study type situation, or a combination of those, getting plugged in with people that believe in Jesus like you do, that is absolutely critical to helping discover and utilize your spiritual gifts. Yes, it absolutely is. If you don't take those opportunities to know others and let them know you. Yeah, like there are no circumstances where if someone comes to me and says, well, I took this assessment and I have a teaching gift and I don't know who they are. They aren't involved. They haven't taken the time to invest in our community. You can't just let someone like that hold such a position and authority. It's absolutely crucial to be involved in your community to discover mm-hmm. and share those gifts. So mm-hmm. yeah, I affirm that one, one trillion percent. I think that's a, uh, a much lacking piece of this puzzle for most um, American Christians, probably, unfortunately. It's true. Um, So I think that's a wonderful note to end on. Like if you're trying to figure these things out, again, an inventory is a great starting point to give you an idea of what your gifts might be, but you're not going to discover or get to utilize those gifts unless you're in community with other believers. So be there on weekends, get involved in a community group, do what you got to do to live into those gifts, learn how to open them, share them and receive the gifts of others. So amen. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us again. If you all have any questions about this or any other topic, you know where to send them podcast at horizonschurch.net. Thank you for joining us and we'll see y'all next time. Mm -hmm.